This episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Times podcast is brought to you in part by No Judges Needed BJJ Apparel and Lavender Lane CBD Products. You can use the promo code JJT for 20% off your first order at No Judges Needed and the code JJTimes20, all uppercase, last two items are numerical, for 20% off your first order of CBD products. Thank you very much for sticking with us. Enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the 50th episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Times podcast. I am your host, Kevin Bradley, joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Kevin Gallagher. And today we have the guest of guests, uh, the, the the king in the ring, the, uh, the head honcho of the Jiu-Jitsu Times itself. For the 50th episode, we thought we'd go inside the organization, straight to the top, to meet the man who put this all together, the reason we are all here today talking to you, yelling at you, berating you with the latest jiu-jitsu news and MMA news, we have a uh, photographer, journalist, business owner, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, and all-around phenomenal guy, the founder of the Jiu-Jitsu Times, Kit Canaria. Kit, thank you so much for sharing us, uh, sharing your time with us today. How are you? I'm pretty good. Um, I've been wanting to be on the podcast, but you guys are not inviting me. <laughs> <laughs> well, kid, I would just like to say you, you, you are no, the no, boss. No. You can come on whenever, whenever. You could just interrupt us whenever you see a podcast song. Just clip it, and we'll just. That no, is no, also yeah. that is that is a flagrant lie because we've invited <laughs> you and Avery a bunch of times, and you're like, oh yeah, man, I don't true. know. Like, let, let, how about you get a few more listeners, and then you can, <laughs> we can come on. <laughs> this uh, kid is uh, for those of you that don't know, is renowned as a recluse. Does not like to speak to people does not like to spotlight loves to stay behind the scenes in actuality this is probably this is i met him once at an ebi a few years ago when i first started writing for the jiu-jitsu times and this is probably the second time in the four or five years of our relationship that i've actually had a face-to-face -face conversation with him in a virtual way but kid is an awesome dude and he's the reason why we're all here so give it up for kid oh, thank you thank you yeah <laughs> now we are as we are all journalists, we will definitely dedicate a little bit of time today to talk about some of the current events going on in jiu-jitsu because, you know, as things keep opening up across the country, across the world, we're seeing more jiu-jitsu-specific news and MMA news. More events are being held. But as it's the 50th episode, the big 5-0, we thought it would be cool to sort of take a look back at how uh, the Jiu-Jitsu Times came to be, some of the origin stories, uh, some behind-the-scenes info. And so I thought it would be cool to sort of uh, kick things off with, uh, how did the Jiu-Jitsu Times get started, Kit? Like, what 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 made it happen? Well, the Jiu-Jitsu Times started, I started with, um, it was Jiu-Jitsu Olympics. I was trying to campaign Jiu-Jitsu to be in the Olympics. But it was I was running it for a year, and then uh, Team USA uh, contacted me that I can't use Olympics, and I can't put Jiu-Jitsu Olympics in a sentence. I'm like what? <laughs> because it's gonna confuse people. So they gave me like two months to change the name 
to whatever whatever I want. And this is the best thing I can come up with. But yeah, it was a year of trying to build up and trying to campaign jiu-jitsu into Olympics, but it didn't work, but I got a new name and here we are right now. <laughs> <laughs> what year what year was that? Was that right before the Rio Olympics or was that a little uh, Probably uh, 2012 or 13. Wow, that's a, that's a long time ago. That that kind of predates really yeah. like you you guys are really digging deep to find jujitsu news at that point. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like it was hard and there was not much um tournaments. So right. it was just trying to campaign jujitsu, but they were like on it. They they have this this guy emailing me telling me I need to change the name within two months. <laughs> and I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to fight it because I don't have, we don't even have the money to fight that. Did you, did you do that by yourself? Did you come up with that idea by yourself? The idea, or was it something that was like a group of people that, I mean, were you just like some dude that said, Hey man, I want to help jujitsu get into uh, the Olympics. No, so you set up I, a I, just, page and I just came a Facebook up, page. uh, well, myself, because I, I'm a web developer and I have a different websites and I, thought about it and I think about what if I try to campaign jiu-jitsu into Olympics and I'm doing jiu-jitsu maybe that time I was a blue belt some some something like that blue belt purple belt but uh I was gonna say uh I was gonna campaign jiu-jitsu and try to be on the Olympics but yeah they stopped me <laughs> so do you was it was it strictly a facebook app at that time or did you do it was it like was there's it something a, else? no uh, it's a facebook but i also right. have a website because uh, right. I, I do build websites so i i did maybe i did have a website first before i even right. build the facebook and then i build uh instagram uh that's but, funny. I mean, the, the Instagram definitely has some some fire content. So all of you out there that are not yet following us on Instagram, go <laughs> well, go run well, and do that. <laughs> well, the thing is, I've been uh, neglecting Instagram for like years. So I'm like, okay, why am I doing that? I'm, right now, it's like, why did I neglect Instagram for like how many years where I should have been promoting there? Oh, Instagram is Instagram is everything now. I don't like it's it's funny that. Facebook is almost just like what like the old people do now. It's not even like people you ask you ask like a twenty something about Facebook and they just look at you like, well, I don't. But Facebook, but but Facebook, Facebook but Facebook owns Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. no, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's it is it is definitely you can't ignore either one. But I will say mm -hmm. that I think the internet the person to person interaction on Instagram has been great. That's how we've gotten a lot of our interviews on on the show, and we've talked about that like behind the scenes. But for some reason, people just seem to open up more on Instagram, like through DMs, which is really cool. You know, like well, that's, how, that's easier to 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 manage, easier yeah. to reply. But it, it's easier to in Facebook, but there's a lot of message. It, it gets buried far, far away, and you can't even see them. Like I have a lot of messages on Facebook that I don't even. I haven't seen it yet. Right. So probably that, that's what happens. But in Instagram, you're going to see like uh, more of like if they separate it. 
It's funny you, you say that every time. Every time I've ever messaged you on Facebook, I always feel so excited when you message me back because I know you're so. I know you're busy, and it's like, oh Jesus, this Kevin. What the, what is? And I, I know it could be a little nuts sometimes. Like, what does Kevin want this time? And when you text me back, I always feel so like, oh wow, man, kid no, actually, kid no. actually responded back to me. I always tell everybody like, if if you if I don't reply, you can just message me like. 10 times a day because sometimes I'll see it. If, I, if I'm driving, then I'm not going to reply. And then if I'm doing something, then once I go back to my computer, then you message me that the same exact time, then I would reply right away. Right. Well, you're getting back, Kevin. I always mm -hmm. felt like it must be so annoying for you because everyone is oh, everyone in the on staff is always trying to get in touch with you and you have to deal with like so many different time zones like me and kev g are on the east coast uh uh avery is in australia so the like getting everybody on the same page can sometimes be a little bit of a hassle and you got to make sure that happens like does, well, does that get annoyed uh i'm not getting annoyed but probably you guys get annoyed because i don't reply fast <laughs> because once i see it sometimes i see it but i'm doing something then I'll, okay i'm gonna reply later because i'm not gonna have the right answer now for you so i have to go back to my computer think about it and then reply <laughs> so at what point at what point did you decide to break away from the jujitsu and the olympics approach and move in towards writing articles or articles or, or whatever the jiu-jitsu times became after that well um there at that time there was not much uh, website news website blogs so i tried i said i have different websites too like i have uh before i had a recipe website that i sold but it's like a huge website so, <laughs> a recipe website. Hey, hey, Laugh, hey, motherfucker. You probably you probably made about three million off of that thing. Hey, no, <laughs> no I'm, not, I, I'm not, not. Hey, look, I see people guy, how to make like uh, like look, biscuits and gravy and shit. I am obsessed with like the Great British Bake Off, like diners, drive-ins, and dives. Give me some kind of food content. I'm there. I get it. The no, money's no, like, there. They, they, uh, I sold it because I needed I needed to buy a house. Now now I have a house because I was having a kid. So so I. I was building website. I was building blogs. So why not? I'm doing jujitsu. Why not make a jujitsu website? Well, How, like okay. what other like just to get a better idea of the environment when you decided to pivot into news, like uh, what other big names were out there doing the type of content that you wanted to do? Like I know there was like Gracie Mag. There's like a but like. Martial arts periodicals have been around for a while. You know, you've got things like Black Belt Magazine, Gracie Mag, like a bunch of yeah, places. It's most it's mostly the the hard copy magazine. Yeah, like physical print ads. Yeah. But like, yeah, that so, time it was like most of, it's most of that. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, that was 2012. That was almost. That almost predated like extensive YouTube stuff, I guess you could say. I, I can't. I, my mind doesn't I think work. Kurt, Kurt Oziander was doing a lot of the move of the week stuff, but like, I, I can't really recall anything. No, there's other not than much that. YouTube uh, yeah. channels. Yeah, yeah, it was that was a new thing. It, it was just this was kind of this was kind of in the beginning. It's interesting because it was kind of in the beginning stages of two mm -hmm. particular yeah. platforms, like the the point where jujitsu started to become 
a little more of a of a mainstream household name was right around that time, right around the UFC started getting the major exposure. You could start to see jujitsu gyms starting to grow away from just like the, the few crazy yeah, yeah. people. Before, kind of like more all, the, before all the uh, events. Right, exactly. But but it was also a time when, when these website slash Facebook, uh, you know, multimedia, whatever type type platforms were starting to create sites for blog posts and writers and things mm -hmm. like that. yeah. yeah that's pretty cool man so you kind of capitalize on both of those how hard was it in, in the beginning for you to find contributors what, what did you do to start finding contributors how did you work uh, this how did i did um i just posted on facebook like uh, on my my personal facebook like any friend of mine that wants to write blogs for me and so, some message me and some recommend people to me so that's how i got more people to write for jiu-jitsu times right but um it was it was not a lot of people because it's it's really hard to get a uh, content like ideas back then because it's right. like there's no events there's nothing right you got you got a lot of like uh what the full what the belts mean in jujitsu? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, an, I'm an old man grappler. How do I, you know, there's no like coverage of maybe a UFC fight here and there or like the world or something like that, but people really didn't even care much. It about was that like at that point, that was those like early, the early videos seem to all be based around like challenge matches. Like, I know the Gracie well, challenge matches. Were the, the thing first. is, that yeah. started with the the, when I was starting Jiu-Jitsu Olympics, and I was just always on my phone, like at nighttime, I was like on my phone watching these videos, and like, why the why don't I repost these videos? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, yeah. That's funny. You know, it's it's something to be said too, man. Like if if you have enough hustle and you put your things together and you put them in line, like you you start off small and you you build a little bit here, you build a little bit there. You, I think the Jiu-Jitsu times was just the one that kind of pioneered that idea for for a jiu-jitsu page you know to, to 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 get all the all the things together and all the things aligned to make it happen yep Which, I, yeah real quick i just wanted to say that, that the idea of just like like finding content reposting like you you saw a lot of websites like that in terms of like comedy and like funny like funny youtube or funny websites that would just their whole thing was just gathering, like scouring the internet for funny content, funny videos to laugh at and sort of aggregate them into one location for everything. Like, it sounds like that's where jujitsu, like, like your interest in jujitsu content started was just like wrangling up all of these, like, like scattered content everywhere and giving well, the, people. The thing yeah. is like, I'm not really looking for it. It's like, at those times, that's the one that I wanted to watch. Right. And it's like easier for me to look for it because <laughs> I see them. Oh, this is this is like jujitsu, and then this guy is like doing something about jujitsu. So that's my interest when I started started this. That's so that's funny too, man. Like when when I when I hear that guy Gary V, you know Gary V, the guy from Instagram, everybody knows who Gary V. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, I know. Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. yeah. One of the things, and again, I take some of the things he says with a grain of salt because I'm also kind of like, as much as I hate that instant gratification, Instagram star world thing, I'm also kind of allured by it. So I listen to it and what he says and stuff. But he always talks about the idea of, you know, content. You know, don't overthink content. 
just do what you love. Put the things out that you like. Put the things out there you enjoy because this is your page and like your passion for what you show and what you enjoy will show out. So don't try to like please the the, the don't try to please your viewers. Like just please yourself and and, and it carries. Yeah, over exactly. Right. And yeah. a lot of people like telling me, "Do you even read comments?" I said, "No, I never read comments." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. That's funny, dude. <laughs> That's why like, a lot of people. If you start, if you start in this. And people is going to talk a lot of shit. And if you read those comments, maybe 90% of the time you'll, you'll quit. Right. So that's funny, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, re- I mean, I re- it's I re- always people that are pissed off because they're not fucking successful. And they just want to fucking <laughs> piss and moan. By I mean, I rem- I can't, uh, I remember very vividly the first time I was covering a UFC card for the Jiu-Jitsu times. And I just I did my job and I posted the article real fast and then a bunch of people on Facebook were just like, "Hey asshole, spoilers!" And I'm like, "But it's why are you on Facebook yeah. on this news site right, if you exactly. don't want to find yeah. out the it's news?" Fucking Jiu-Jitsu Times, we're telling the news. If you turned ESPN on and you didn't want to know what the fucking football score is, you shouldn't have turned ESPN on, right? Oh well, yeah, like, there's gonna be those people like man, like uh, for me, like. I always tell people I don't read comments. So if you're going to try to message me, you can DM me, but don't try to talk to me and comment because I'm never reading comments. <laughs> That's funny, man. I, I guess it kind of goes to the, to the saying that like, you know, every, you, everything you do in the beginning, you're going to, you're going to be shitty at, you know what I mean? You, mm-hmm. And you got to like in the beginning stages, you got to get better. And, and, and if you think about all the times people say how bad you are or something, you start to believe it and you don't think about how, how you're going to get better. Or it's going to keep improving. And, Anyway, well, it's like if you just do do your thing and you're just going to keep getting better. The yeah. only thing that I listen to is like if, okay, if they criticize it with, with it's a good criticize. Like they're right. not just hating on you. Then right. I'll look at it and listen to it. But if it's just like pure hate, you didn't even look, you didn't even look at the website. You're just saying yeah. some stuff. Yeah, yeah, most of the time they don't even read the articles. They just see the <laughs> yeah, headlines. most of the time they don't yeah, even read the yeah. article. Yeah. When they see that, look, I don't look at the picture. That ah, sucks. Like, did you even look at it and read anything? <laughs> yeah, that's funny, man. I mean, yeah, I, I remember people getting mad at us because we we showed uh, uh, one of the images we picked for like, I think uh, Fabricio Verdum, one of his last fights. Uh, he, I forget he was who he was facing, but he had someone wrapped up on the ground like it was one of the ground exchanges of the of the match and then the but like he ended up losing and everyone I think, was yeah, like I think oh, he lost. yeah I why mean, like what are you showing this picture it's misleading and i'm like you, dude what are you even talking about <laughs> we, we need a picture this is the best one right. <laughs> yeah that's the best one i could get from the, yeah. that fight so right. yeah it's funny. I, the ufc isn't exactly handing out uh High high quality glossy pictures of their fights anywhere, <laughs> so you just kind of get what you can get. <laughs> That's cool, man. That's actually something I would love to know more about. Just to take it back even further, is that uh, yeah, you started the JJT, but how did you find yourself involved with martial arts as a whole? Like, how did your jujitsu journey start? 
Oh, Wait, he's I, Asian. Uh, they start doing it at like wow, like, 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 like wow. you just come, you come out like kicking Kevin, and chopping. Am I bad? Kevin, that was this bad. Is, I'm sorry, kid. Not I only apologize. is that not cool, this is our boss. I know, this so is sorry, our dude. boss. He's in California oh, too, man. They ain't ready for this out there, man. They're gonna be, they're gonna. I'm gonna, I'm like already feel the hate meal growing. In. I apologize to the Asian American community for this off my eyes statement. out of my skull. <laughs> Please don't fire me. I really like everyone. This. Welcome to uh, 50th I, I episode of Kevin Gallagher's kid, last that. appearance. <laughs> Sorry, man. Continue. No, uh, uh, what happened? What happened? I started when I uh, around. Well, it's not yeah. I was still young, but not really young. Like not like my kid young, but um. I was like in, um, I was in LA and I was getting into a lot of like a little bit of fights because I used to live in LA, like in LA city. Like right. I'm getting a little bit of um, a uh, fight with somebody. And I was like, I asked my friend, where can I learn martial arts or something? <laughs> right. And he, he told me like, do you should learn jujitsu. You should watch UFC. Like, what is that? <laughs> and he showed me this, uh, this clip, it's uh, BJ Penn versus George St. Kier. Like, yeah, they're doing jujitsu. I was like, oh, this is this is cool. Uh, and then I told him, okay, I'll try it out. But I'm not going to be like, but yeah, I was young. I was like, okay, uh, if somebody fight me, I want to I fight back. <laughs> so, so I started doing jujitsu because, because of that. Like, uh, I was like, somebody was trying to, to get at me. So I was maybe I would try to defend myself. Did you? Uh, where, where, where did you start training at? Because I, I know you got your black belt from. I uh, from, started. From Barat, at, right? Yeah, yeah. I started at uh, Crown Gracie for like maybe six months. Oh. Oh wow. And then um, I moved to Gracie by Glendale because I moved to Glendale from LA. I moved to Glendale, and then from there. Um, I moved to Northridge and started training with the uh, Hummel Ball. Wow, that's 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 pretty cool, man. That's that's equally cool just to think about because when I, I go to California a lot too, or not a lot, but when I go out to California, I'm always amazed at how many ridiculously high level jujitsu schools there are in on that coastline up and I mean you know up and down the entire coast of California and from San Diego up to freaking California well, like there's a lot of like schools now yeah. like like even here in in my my area before there's no jiu-jitsu school now it's like yeah like a hundred but even at the time when you started training, I mean, yeah. Like when I started grade, training, there yeah, is still the – The gyms that were open were all world-class. What, like, real, real quick, Kit, like, do you remember about what year, like, what time period uh, you started training, like – Around 2010. 2010, all right. Yeah, oh, like, man, around those times. Like, so my first month of training, I was like, okay, now I want to do this. I want to compete. <laughs> then I started competing at my first month. And it's like double elimination. This this tournament is double elimination. It's like I got beat up so bad because it was like my first month. I was like jumping in. I was like, okay, I'm going to try this. Then that's how it started. 
<laughs> that's cool, man. That's cool. Man. I, I forgot about. I forgot about. Man, I want to do this because I want to fight this guy. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, man, I was like, I was young, like, you know, like when you live in a place where there's a lot of fights, you'd be like, okay, I want to defend myself on those fights. But right now, it's like, man, I forgot about all the stuff. Move into a different place. Move into a better place. Now I moved in here to a better place for my son. So it's a good place. So that's Aww. cool, man. So you, so I just want to ask one more question. Then we, then we can get into some, some, some current topics if you want to, Kat. I, I don't know. I, don't, I was going to ask this after, but it yeah, kind of ties into yeah. what we're talking about right now. So like you, you come from you know, like your, your initial desire to start doing jujitsu was for self-defense. And you came, yeah. you started training in 2010, like mm -hmm. you said, before, you know, competitive jiu-jitsu and professional jiu-jitsu was even like a blip on the thought process so you came up in a jiu-jitsu format that was you know a little more classical approach to the to the style of jiu-jitsu than what we see now in the world and i'm just curious because you know you have also have a specific connection whereupon you actually write and cover jiu-jitsu so you understand it from a journalistic point of view like what do you think about how jiu-jitsu has changed over the course of professional tournament competitive jiu-jitsu versus what you feel like more traditional self-defense jiu-jitsu you think it's hurt it changed it you think anything is different because of it uh it didn't hurt of course it, it actually give um it drive more people to train jiu-jitsu there's still going to be that that self-defense some schools still like offer self-defense stuff, like uh, courses and classes, but there's gonna be a lot more people doing the sports now. Right. Because from what they see, it's like, okay, this is becoming a sport, uh, martial arts. It's I not just, like, I yeah. think about that a lot because I have a lot of guys on, a lot of guys that have been involved in jiu-jitsu for a long time, and I'm always curious to see what they feel about that. Like, well, are you really doing self-defense jiu-jitsu anymore? Have we bridged that gap? Is it really the same? I kind of agree with you. I don't. I think any jiu-jitsu is better it, than It no brings a lot more people to do jiu-jitsu, but there's not much self-defense. Yeah. It's more of a um, sports now. But the point is, is that sport jiu-jitsu, you know – Granted, you're not learning how to disarm someone and you're not working on, you know, the, some of the proper, more nuanced approaches to self-defense jiu-jitsu, but you probably weren't training that much of that shit either. It was just a different style, more control. Now we're yeah, kind of like – but I think like, even if you learn the sports jiu-jitsu, you can still defend yourself pretty yeah. good. 100%. Like, yeah. yeah, like you are not – yeah, purple ball to learn a lot of sports jiu-jitsu, you're not going to beat him up. Right, exactly. He, yeah, he's he's going to be true. It's still, it's still like having a superpower. It's yeah, just, yeah. It, it is. Exactly. Although I'm still, I am still waiting for the the like the bully beatdown video, the video of uh like one of those bully versus gets owned by jujitsu videos where he just gets barambolo'd like that, like where <laughs> yeah. where we we've we've seen enough of like 
super basic jujitsu being used in self-defense. I want to see the real crunchy, like out there stuff. You know, well, there's that like, one with the guy on the basketball court where he catches him in a heel hook. Yeah. You'll never play ball again. It was, it was a whole weird, like what, he, what sucks with him is he had the back and he fucked it up. Like yeah, he, he, just, he, he, let, he lost control because no, he was trying to hit him up. I yeah, think right. people are pulling up him off because he was yeah. trying to choke the other guy and the other, uh, like, like normal people like doesn't know what's happening and they these guys killing this guy. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I'm, That's what I'm, I always say too. You choke somebody, they just wait. They, they just go to sleep for it. You're not gonna kill. It. it takes a long time to kill somebody with a choke. Yeah. I am so glad that we all watch so much jujitsu street fight videos that we all know exactly the video that we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah, the one on the back. Been around for a long court. time. That was been on for, for those, a minute. Those are the times like. I really want to watch those kind of videos. So I was like, man, I wasn't just going to like, uh, I framed this video and put it on the website and stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, like that was my, or my jujitsu origin story. This is, this will be the last time I talk about it. I swear. But it, well, it should, if <laughs> it someone won't. had their phone out, it would no. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a braggart. It's the same way I'm going to tell my story. It's, yeah, I got my, you, my you talk, hey, Kev G, you talk about your three medals. Yeah, I'll exactly. talk about this. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it was, you know, I, I was on the, I was at cross country practice and some guy tried to kidnap me and like my coach was a purple. Yeah, no, my, so there was this guy on the football team that for some reason it, we were part of this like dumb game where you had to tag people at certain points and he wanted to, but you couldn't do it on school grounds. So he wanted to throw me in his car and do it off school property. So he, he had his trunk open and I was like 130 pounds at the time. And he was like 220. So he just ripped me up and like started dragging me across the ground. And I was just like kicking and screaming and no one was helping me out. But my cross country coach was a purple belt at the time. And so he just like, like running man, like Tom Cruise bolts right over to this guy, jumps on his back, sinks in like the rear naked choke. And just his face turns purple because the squeeze is just immediate. And he <laughs> drops the kid to the ground. And I like the kid almost passes out, but he just like he lets him go. And the kid's like, oh, he calls us a bunch of mean names and he storms off. And I get up and I go, Ed, you you saved me. Thank you so much. And then he grabs me and he goes, Please tell me he was 18. I can't <laughs> afford a I can't afford a lawsuit. And I'm like, Yeah, he's he's 18. And he's like, Oh, thank God. And then he's like, All right, guys, we gotta go, we gotta we gotta run practice. And then we just ended up running, and it was, uh, yeah. I'm and I'm bummed because that would have been the perfect like jujitsu street fight video. Like it's <laughs> over in a second. Yeah, it's just should, someone. Someone should have been. Someone should have been videotaping that. Oh yeah, so many people screwed up, and everyone <laughs> there had a phone, yeah, so right. there's no excuse. They, they, they well, when when was this? Oh, this was like uh, I was in high school. I think I was a sophomore. So this was like almost 10 years ago okay. like yeah and i i it took me i was so like busy with stuff it took me a while to get started on jujitsu but after that day i promised myself that i would eventually start and then my junior year of college is when i finally started training seriously i had tried it a few times and i i was training a lot and i uh never stopped so then here we are now <laughs> so that was like that was like I'm four years in. I think I'm about four years into jujitsu, and I'm 
I'm beat up and I have a lot of image issues and uh, I'm, <laughs> you'll get, I'm you'll scared get, all the you'll, time. You'll get there. You'll get there. You're, young you're uh, uh, purple belt now, right? Uh, no, I'm a two stripe blue belt because two I, stripe. he's got two ask, stripe kid. If you ask, uh, <laughs> he's two. It's like he's like, uh, the way, he's like he's like a kid. Like I'm four and a half. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just about to be like, it's the same way you talk about your age. I'm like, I'm nine and three quarters. All right, I'm not just nine. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a I'm a five I'm I'm a four and a half. Yeah. Anyway, like, so in shoes I'm six foot in shoes. <laughs> what do you got for current events for us there, Mister Cat? Let's freaking okay. Uh, let let's let talk me break. About, uh, but as much as we like to revisit your 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 story oh, of, uh, oh of self uh, <laughs> self awareness. <laughs> Here we go. All right. I figured it would oh, be yeah, a really man. appropriate uh, topic to begin with. Oh, let me just yeah. close out of the ads here. Uh, because one of the first videos we had that went uh, kind of like that got really big was talking about the Black Beast himself, Derek Lewis, and he just continues to prove that sometimes if you are like big enough and bad enough, jujitsu does not work on on you. He you'll he'll just stand up because uh, Derek Lewis coming off of the last uh, UFC fight. Yeah, night, that was. Like, the that was incredible. His uh, incredible knockout performance against Alexi Olenek uh, on the ground, he looked absolutely phenomenal. And uh, I figured we could – I don't know if, Kev, if you saw it. Dude, uh, so Kev, I, I'm sure – yeah. I woke up I – was, I, was I was laying in bed watching TV. I was doing something else, and I completely spaced and forgot the fights were on. And all of a sudden, <laughs> at like 11.30, I said, oh, man, the fights are on. And I clicked it on. And I saw the end of the first round where Oleg had – I literally turned on Oleg had Lewis in that kind of uh, chest compression catch wrestler Sambo head and arm kind of thing where you, yeah. you compress the uh, – whatever the – whatever this hell thing is, the, the the chest so you can't breathe. Yeah. And um, like I, I, I'm in my mind, I'm thinking this is it. But I'm also thinking to myself like Derek Lewis is just an animal. Then when he turned it over – and locked out that Americana from the top again. I thought it was going to be over. I thought Olenek would figure out a way to put enough pressure on it. I was wondering if he actually hurt his arm when he did it. And luckily, he got saved by the bell because I feel like if Olenek would have had a few more seconds, he might have been able to finish it. Now, again, I didn't see the first half of that round or anything that happened before that. So I don't know what kind of hell Derek Lewis had to go through. All I know is he knocked freaking Olenek like, out. He came out with that flying knee like a freaking animal. Yeah. And knocked him straight out with that right hand. But anyway, Kit, what did you think? I didn't see the fight because uh, it was the same time. I think it was the same time with uh, Third Coast. It was the same time, right? Yeah, and, yeah. We, and we will be talking about that uh, yeah, later. So, but I, just, I saw the highlight, but uh, yeah. He, yeah, he got out of the submission in first round. I think that's what they're talking about. I think it, it was crazy because – it was very similar to his last match. And the, his last match was again against a, a Sambo practitioner, like a, yeah. a Sambo champion, actually, if I remember correctly. And he had locked up the Americana. He locked, he was dominant on the ground, but Derek was able to hold on and, and just like, it's easy to look at what he did and say, Oh, he's just a big guy. He just burst out of it because he's a big dude. But I think all of us here have been doing jujitsu and long enough to know that you can't like always just burst out of it, especially when you're dealing with someone just as big as you, you know, they're in the same weight class. 
he had to pick the exact right moment to use his explosiveness. And like that speaks to a very high fight IQ that I really am loving seeing like grow and develop over all the fights he's had. And I love seeing how he's been improving against ground opponents, especially after his loss against DC, who was just ragdolling him. Cause you know, DC is not going to want to trade and stand up with Derek Lewis. No one wants to trade and stand up with Derek Lewis. I um I agree with you on on that fact, man. I I, I it was an, that's an interesting point you made too about the fact of how his fight IQ has grown over the course of um of his career, and I think it has less to do with the fact of him being aware of submissional positions or submission attempts and how to get, get out of individual submissions, and more about him just understanding his body and learning how to move his shoulder and his arm and then create just enough space here and there. So the chokes aren't completely tight enough whereupon he waits for them to kind of readjust or whatever happens to explode through. But to be able to do that against someone as skilled as Alexi is pretty impressive because Alexi is a, I mean, he's maybe honestly one of the, the most skilled submission grapplers in the UFC, definitely at heavyweight. But he was also saved by the bell, but I just watch yeah, it was. right now. <laughs> Kevin made a good point. Kevin made a good point. I kind of thought that too. But if you remember his last fight, the last guy had him in the same exact thing and was cranking on his arm to a position where it was like we thought I thought for sure he was gonna tap. I thought for sure his arm was gonna be broke. And to to Lewis's, you know, credit, he figured out a way. You know, it wasn't we won't call it great jujitsu, but he figured out a way just to kind of move a little bit here and there and alleviate the pressure here and there until you can figure out a way to get out of it. And I think that that's, that deserves being spoken about at, at least a little bit, because w- something that's really evident in his career, if you've been like, I've, I've been following him pretty closely just because I've been a fan of his, like the minute he gets on the mic, you can't help but fall in love with Derek Lewis a little <laughs> bit, just because he's the, He's one of the funniest, most authentic dudes. He's just like, yeah, I was a trucker before this. Whatever, man. My balls was hot. Uh, every single word that comes out of his mouth is – is there's a good chance it's going to be dynamite. But a big problem he dealt with was his gas tank, you know, and he was very open about that where he would just uh, be explosive and hope for that puncher's chance. He had a lot of really solid striking, but it was – But it was it not was, people when he was yeah <laughs> yeah no that's, he was that's, that's true that's he was relying thing. on that but something that i've i've taken great joy in seeing is that when he gets into those bad situations on the ground i am seeing him calm down i'm seeing him take take breaths like not just expend energy when he's like in bottom side control just trying to get out of it he's waiting you know mm-hmm. and that's something that i've had to like really get hammered in by all my coaches is that if you're like, if you're being explosive and your opponent's able to stay there and not be explosive and just do nothing, then you're going to lose because he is able to just ride you out and seeing this guy learn to, to conserve his energy. I think we're going to see him take another shot at the belt. Probably. I I really think we're going to see that matchup happen again. I don't know if it's going to be against DC or if he's going to go against Stipe, whoever wins that that uh, that heavyweight fight, but I don't know. I'm I'm really pumped to see him grow, you know. And that's that's what you know, 
Watching him progress as a complete martial artist is really something fun to watch too. I mean, like he, he came out there, and that's the thing. Like Derek Lewis kind of has this one-trick pony kind of uh, allure to him. Like he's just gonna come out there. He's big. He's kind of out of shape. He's just gonna circle around and throw that big overhand right, and that's kind of the only thing he does. And in reality, yeah, that is kind of the only thing he does. But he also has a very explicit and nuanced approach to making that happen he's not just some mindless guy that has one big right hand that just throws it and throws it and throws it he's doing other things like that little combination he came out with in the beginning of the second round the knockout on it was amazing and he threw that little jump knee and it kind of landed but not really like first of all Derek lewis threw a jump knee you know what i'm talking about this guy weighs yeah. 245 pounds and he landed it right and then he set his feet right after he landed it and came right into that two, which was the one that really knocked out Olenev. You know, he's he's really, really an impressive fighter and a thoughtful private fighter, and he's starting to become more complete in his game. And I'll tell you, like, the thing about a one-punch knockout guy is this, is that, you know, you can throw one punch, and that can be the only thing you do. And the guy across from you can know that's the only thing that's going to come. It's the only thing i got to worry about. That's what he's going to end me with. Throughout the course of a fight, just like we talked about earlier, when he got tired, he's been knocking people out. Because what happens is the other guy's tired too. And even though you know he's only going to throw that right hand, and that's the only thing he's going to throw, when you're tired and you're hurt and maybe you just want to get this thing over with, you, you forget for that split second that he's throwing that right hand, and all of a sudden it's too late. He only takes one and then you're out. That's, that's yeah. yeah. Now, I want to – because I like how he – how he spoke about this you know he didn't say he didn't say just like i'm getting better at grappling he's like i'm one of the baddest blue belts in texas so what i want to know from you guys <laughs> is what jujitsu matchups do you want to see Derek lewis in oh, like man. who do you who do you think he, he should go against in a grappling match i don't know if it's submission underground i don't know if it's third coast what like Derek, Gordon Ryan, Derek Lewis. Like, where, where are we seeing? Where are we falling? I think, I think Nikki Rodriguez, Derek Lewis is close. Oh. Ooh, that's <laughs> so fun. That's a lot. That's a big money fight too. Yeah, so that's a big money fight. <laughs> yeah, Nikki Rod is a is a purple belt now though, so he he doesn't fit into the. He officially got oh, his purple belt, so he's not a purple belt. How about this? Yeah. How about this? Nikki Rod, Derek Lewis, but Derek Lewis gets to official like he gets to throw one punch. Like, <laughs> he, like it does. Like he he could just like one time just throw a punch at Nikki Rod. I tell you I what, man. That- <laughs> Nikki Nikki Rod might eat that thing like a freaking like like a like a barbecue sandwich, man. That, that kid's <laughs> that kid is just one of the most fearsome, most like insanely freaking like barbaric human beings I've ever seen walk in the face of the earth. He just looks like an animal. <laughs> Oh man, uh, Kit, what do you? Th- who do you think takes that, Nikki Rod or Derek Lewis? <laughs> I would still, t- I would take. Um, if it's a jujitsu match, yeah, I will take Nikki Rod. <laughs> if it, right. yeah, whatever rules it is, it's gonna be <laughs> Nikki Rod. I don't, I don't think um, Derek Lewis is gonna submit him or score a point. <laughs> no, not even close. I, I don't. I, I see Derek Lewis lasting probably about. Uh, about a minute and a half. I don't know. Derek Lewis is a gamer, but he just doesn't look like he's he's in. No, but if, if but there's a, if if there's a if you you're gonna include punches, then yeah, yes, it's right, gonna exactly. Is it gonna be a different match? A different I think world. it's I think it's I I okay. How about the combat jujitsu? Derek Lewis, Nikki Rod. <laughs> oh man, that's gonna be hard. <laughs> Neither one of us gonna pull guard though, so I'm probably still Nikki Rod because freaking uh, uh, yeah, Derek Lewis gonna go right through his through his butt. 
Oh man. I just yeah. I mean, I like that he's I, I like that he's like using the term blue belt. I like that he's in, like he's going into the grappling sense, you know, and I I uh I hope he considers it just because that would be so great. The money would be astronomical there. The the eyes on jujitsu would be phenomenal. And I think that whenever we are able to get those crossover matches, like whenever high level MMA people make the jump, like, you know, Austin Vanderford has been doing a lot of submission underground matches. It only helps jujitsu as a whole. Cause you know, they, they might be bringing small yeah, numbers of people eyeballs, but it's like, it's better than nothing. Yeah. Yeah. They're bringing in the MMA fans. Yeah. Are you sad? Lonely? Scared? Do your friends point and laugh at how bad your outside heel hooks are? Have you given up hope? Well, chin up, comrade! BJJ Black Belt and purveyor of fine coffee, Josh Starlord LeDuc is here to change your life. Buy his new DVD, Quantum Breaking Mechanics, with the link in the description to gain all the secrets of foot mangling and knee wrecking to destroy all who stand in your way. Now, Josh doesn't know we're sharing this, so act fast before he finds out and unmakes us with the power of his mind. Shit, that's him. Oh, he's pissed. Uh, anyway, I, I gotta go, but uh, click the link and uh, always heal hook responsibly. All right, well, I think we, we briefly talked about that you couldn't catch this fight specifically because you uh we were covering third coast grappling and i know that was a bit of a controversy so let's uh let's move on to that uh 3cg kumite 5 uh kit do you want to talk uh, a little bit as to what went down let me pull it up first hold on well that's no i'm so out of the loop i haven't even i've been i've been with my girl all week on i haven't done any I, she won't let me do anything okay so this essentially there this was is, the, this is i'm kind of i want to read this now <laughs> do you want to take a take no. a minute to just no no go ahead Kev. tell me so essentially me roberto and ty their matchup was was very close and it was decided by a last minute takedown but uh under the three cg rule set people didn't think imenez did like had enough control after the takedown to be warranted the points and so uh ryan made it released a big statement saying the match was being changed to a no contest but the prize money would not be redistributed. Like, uh, like Jimenez gets to keep the prize money. So a lot of, but it, it's really interesting that uh, Ryan went ahead and rectified what was considered to be a mistake by a lot of people. You know, because a lot of times these sorts of things are set in stone. You know, gonna go ahead and talk about the the. Uh, any number of controversial finishes in MMA, you know, those don't really ever get overturned very frequently. A lot of times it's just, you got to deal with it, but this one was very immediate, the reaction. So, but yeah, the thing is he, he, Ryan just released a statement today that they made the right call. Uh, the referee made the right call of giving him as the takedown. Well, yeah, it was. Uh, I think he was more talking to uh, the fact that it was the ta under the rule set. It was the takedown plus the control time. But I'm not. I, I think uh, di when did he release the statement? Uh, today. I think he did today. 
Oh, I might not have seen that. It's like this is one of those breaking stories. Yeah, I, I just read. I'm just reading through it now. I, 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 whatever. I have, I have a lot of experience with shit like this in a bunch of different mm-hmm. formats. Like, I. Well, yeah, you've been a ref, so yeah. you know you're but used I, to having scrutiny. Well, I didn't watch the event yet. And I'm gonna go watch it now, just because I'm. I don't. I freaking. Um, I just didn't get around to it this weekend. And I didn't realize it was just crazy. But kind of what I am gathering from this is it was overtime, first points to score, wins. Uh, Jimenez shot a takedown in, uh, held – what's his name? Rommel on the ground long enough to what the referee then considered to be sustainable for a takedown. Now, the, that's the big issue there that's kind of the gray area is the sustainable for a takedown because – what they consider to be sustainable for a takedown in IBJJF is way different than what they consider to be sustainable for a takedown in the ADCC. And then there's other levels that are kind of gray area in that Mm -hmm. realm that kind of make up the changes. And the problem with that is, is that like that's, that's called a ref's discretion decision. You follow me? So the only person that's responsible for making that call is it's not like the ref puts his watch out and goes one, two, three, four, five, and counts out what it is. It's just in his mind what about he believes to be that period of time. So he gives the point and rewards the points for the takedown. So the problem is, is if the referee said it was a takedown, like it's very difficult for me now to have a promoter go back and, and take that stand against his guy and say, look, man, like we made a mistake. We're cool with that because technically like, you know, it's not really his call to be able to see that he should back up his people. You know, things happen. The referee made the call. That's the call that was made. It's going to stay that way. I don't know, man. I, I, I I'm not trying to, 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 to say bad things about Ryan, but I've just seen this so many times in grappling. Is it annoying? Yeah, it's annoying. But what it means is, is like you have to figure out ways to get refs on the right page to make sure that they're doing the scoring correctly because it happened in that last event too, the Jits King event. I'll shut, shut up in a second. But, you know, because there's so many different ways to score events, like there's so many different interpretations of what a takedown is. And yeah, you do a pretty good job in the beginning of it to say that, but referees get confused and referees don't really understand that. And you, you have to make sure that, you know, guys that have done IBJDF tournaments for so long, that now come over to do a different format. It's just already ingrained, ingrained into their mind when they see a takedown to just go, okay, cool. Those are the points because that's just what they recognize is the predetermined time to be controlled. Like that's where the whole different formats and different rule sets for, for jujitsu across the board just kind of falls to shit. Sorry, I just talked a whole lot. Okay, I, I, I have, I have a bit more of the statement that Ryan released, and he released it uh, after – we we did this story, so I just want to read that uh, very briefly so as to give him the, the benefit of the doubt. Uh, we are always open and transparent about, the, uh, about things because I think that's the way to be. Our referee staff made the right call awarding the two points and the win to Roberto per the rules they were operating under and understood. It was discussed in the rules meeting at the, exact, at the event, the, the exact scenario. Saying that though our staff and the referees weren't on the same page on the rule change being formally introduced. I believe Gordon Ryan asked this question in the last rules meeting and they clarified it that yes, if a takedown happens and is defended and the submission clears its points, no matter if there was three seconds of control or not. 
So as I said, we just need to get our shit together and get on the same page. Just been a yes, crazy it. few months, that's, and we apologize for the mix-up. I, yeah, I have to watch the event because it seems pretty clear that's probably exactly what happened. Just no, that's just a silly rule. Well, what happened, kid? Yeah. Uh, uh, Jimenez went for the takedown. Um, Ty went for the guillotine to defend. Right. And – for IBJJF, that's not a takedown yet. Right. And if you let go of the the guillotine, you need to you need three seconds right. to to get the points. But Ryan said at their event, if the if Ty lets go of the the guillotine, then that's it's a point. Automatically, the points so, at that point, right? If that's the rule, then he managed got the point. Yeah, see that's that's confusing, man. And and again, I don't I'm thinking of this less in terms of like what actually happened and more in terms of like people just constantly trying to figure out ways to come up with a more exciting format that they just make shit so freaking confusing that like shit like this starts to happen. You know what I'm talking about? Like these guys like Romulo has trained for a long, long time, and he trains at uh, at, at Atos. And I know they train for ADCC out there, and I know they train for points matches out there, and I know they understand the idea of points matches, and they've been doing it for a long time. So I guarantee you that one of his strategical approaches to a takedown defense is exactly what he did. Pull for a guillotine. You know what I mean? Maybe you don't finish the guillotine, but the guy on top has to adjust his position long enough because he has to fight the hands, whereupon – as he starts to break the guillotine away, he's not holding on to my hips anymore, and I can cop that pop back up again and either get an advantage, and I'll get an advantage for the submission attempt, or no points scored like it would be in an ACC match. So, like, that's where, like, these promoters just they have to kind of think about these things. And I get it. Yeah, that's the rules, but you're going to lead to shit like this happening because you're making such a dumb ridiculous rule that's just so like well, i mean what the fuck like what what is this shit what, what else are we gonna do now like we can't like we can't touch hands like what you know what i'm talking about like what random thing are you gonna come up with that's gonna be different to try to improve the matches sorry i'm talking a lot too can i apologize <laughs> i i promised i promised i wasn't gonna talk over you i promise i promise i promise <laughs> i was gonna make myself not do that <laughs> what do you what do you think about that man what do you think about silly rules and stuff like that like what do you, you know you know you know I get the idea of what promoters are trying to do, but can you understand how that kind of leads to these confusing scenarios? Because well, this is the second or third time I've seen this happen in a match. Well, there is too many rules, so the the competitors are getting confused, right? Because and most of them are used to the IBJJF rules. So if we are running by IBJJF rules, then. Uh, he manages that not it's not gonna get a point from that takedown. So it's kinda like it's hard to to keep changing the rules. Yeah. Yeah, I, I it's funny. I'm actually working I'm, I may or may not be working on an article about this as we speak, by the way. But like <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 it's it's one of the things that I find the most troubling about professional jujitsu right now is how it stands is that it seems like all the promotions, rather than working together to try to make something better, are focusing so hard on trying to get one step above the other to make things better for their own so their own shows win out that they're making things so like crazy that they're just pissing off more and more people. But again, 
like there's also the promoter out there that'll say, oh, now, man, because chaos and headlines, like now people are going to come turn back in and see more. You know what I'm talking? Well, now this is what you want. You want this controversy because people people pay to see that shit. I don't know. The purist in me just hates that idea. I wish these guys would work together and figure out a way to come up with something consistent that we don't keep fucking or, or at least something not that crazy of a change. But and that's I think that's the big problem. Sorry again, Kit. What do, what do you think, Kit? Say, say something, Kit, so I don't feel like an asshole. <laughs> I, I think I, I've said. <laughs> you did, bro. You did, bro. Cool, man. Well, figure, I'm, I'm going to have to watch this now. I'm going to go back and watch a couple of these matches. But I can guarantee you that's 100% what happened. Like, And it's it's sad. It's really sad, too, because these guys are both kids. But first, like, other than that, like, talk about, like, how amazing – like the new crop of jujitsu athletes are going to be like these young guns, like Jimenez and the twins and John Combs and guys like, uh, uh, shit. Some of the other guys from that Jits King, like these guys are like the future of jujitsu. It's that hybrid jujitsu competitor that isn't just a positional points guy. All right. Isn't uh, just Kev, a submission Kev, only Kev, guy. Kev, Kev, Kev. I'm going to just, truncate everything hey kit the new generation yeah. of jujitsu athletes what do you think <laughs> new generation yeah <laughs> Dude, they they are pretty pretty good and this 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 new guys are just just a different breed now what well, do you I think th i think well when I was talking with Mona Bailey, shout out mm -hmm. uh, Bald Strong MMA or Bald Strong BJJ. I'm sorry, I'll I'll link the co correct one down below. But uh, we had her on uh, a few episodes ago, and seeing this new crop of of jujiteros just be, being raised in America, specifically, who have the all the advantages of the the bleeding edge of jujitsu. Uh, different levels of you know physical fitness and nutrition and all this new knowledge that we have in terms of uh, physical rehab, training correctly. We, we're always learning more and adding to our knowledge base. And I think that ha as jujitsu continues to grow in America, we're only going to see more innovations made in training because the game is so young that it is very far away from being solved. Like there is not a there is not a direct formula for how to make the perfect jujitsu athlete other than what we know now, and we don't know what new styles are going to develop, what new things are going to be discovered, and I think that we're starting to see things take shape in those young guys. Like when Bailey faced Nat Santoro, that's a like a, a teenager facing a grown woman. Her guard still looked impassable. You know, and she was able to defend the leg locks. She had like that esteem a lot that she got out of. And you're, you're seeing that even like with the, the twins and Nikki Ryan, you know, and Nick Rodriguez. Nick Rodriguez has been training for like two days compared to everybody he's rolling against. And mm -hmm. he's he's only like 21 or 20. I, I'm I'm just excited as someone that's you know, in the media side of things, I'm excited to be able to follow all of these emerging careers and being able to document them and through this show, be able to talk to them. Like, that's really what I'm excited about. Yeah, all man, right. these guys, are uh, these guys are getting better, man. Like the, they're, they're training from a very young age. 
you know, they're all starting. We're starting to see these hybrid grapplers that start training, you know, in their young teens up until, you know, they're getting their black belts at, at 20. They've already been training for 10 years. And in that age when everything is learned at such an accelerated rate, you know, you, 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 things just become a part of who you are. And they're training in the modern styles of jujitsu. So it's, it's, a, it's a common – I used to see up until recently guys that were either points guys or guys that were submission-only guys or guys that were gi guys, guys that were no gi guys. You're seeing these guys that are just complete grapplers. Like the style now that these young guys do, it has an understanding of points awareness, but there's also such high submission drops that it's, it's fun to watch and exciting to watch. And it's cool to see these youngins start coming up like that, man. I'm excited about it. Is there okay? So we just talked about some real fun stuff. How about we talk about something annoying? Yeah, you know what time it is. (laughs) It's time to talk about AJ, everyone's favorite, everyone's favorite jujitsu athlete. I promised I wasn't going to be mean. And there's actually a pleasant update to this story, but I just wanted to. I wanted to see how we all felt about his most recent match at Bellator. <laughs> yeah, um, it, was, it was pretty bad. It was like, um, <laughs> it was, um, he got, he got the mount position. He got the back control, but he couldn't finish those positions. Um, yeah. And then after that, he did a headbutt and I think two up kicks after yeah. the bell. So it was like, yeah, it was like pretty, it's pretty bad. <laughs> I forgot about that headbutt. That was, it was, they were, they kept talking about it and they were trying to be like, well, was it really, was it? And then one of the announcers was finally like, dude, that was a headbutt. <laughs> like he totally yeah. like, he put like, it wasn't, he wasn't, he put his head down and like clanked it forehead down right in that dad's face. Man, that was pretty Yeah, crazy. I had to rewatch that because he said he wasn't, it wasn't intentional, but when you rewatch it, it looks intentional. Sure, it looked pretty intentional from the <laughs> from the outside. It, I think the folks at home might disagree with you a little bit there on that one, AJ. <laughs> I was like, I was like trying to give him like a little bit more. Of, okay, I, I need to rewatch what really happened. But when you rewatch it, and then it it's more clear that man, he did everything on purpose. Yeah, he he kind of has that reputation. I mean, I mean like yeah, like I always say, AJ is not a bad person. He's just sometimes he's maybe in a fight, it gets into him. Right. You know, like, like, well, um, then, then after yeah. the fight, he, he told, uh, he went and he flipped the guy off or something like that. There was, I kind of saw a little bit of it, didn't he? Didn't he? When, when they went to bring him so, in the middle to shake yeah, hands, Mike like, Beltron yeah. had to basically like pull him, him j- yeah. like, j- like jerk him towards the middle, like a child who was throwing a tantrum mm-hmm. in order to get him to shake hands with his opponent. That's a little rough, man. And it was, it's not, it was not good. Yeah. I also don't get why Beltron was trying to be the, like, mm-hmm. trying to make that happen. I feel like he could have just. <laughs> Not let did that. Yeah, yeah, just let, let it go. Yeah, like he's not trying to be a good sport right now, but it's not. But it's not your job to make him be a good sport. 
it felt like like Mike Beltran was his dad, and it's like, no, you're gonna be a good sport about this. Well, oh, you right, know, son? that's I, that's debatable because I will tell you that there are some sports commissions that will tell you that you're you're liable for for disqualification. Your character and disqualification doesn't end until you leave the fucking ring. You know what I'm talking about? So like, while you're in there post fight, even after you won, if you pull some poor shit. Bullshit. You go flick the guy off. You take another swat of somebody else. You're supposed to be at least have your purse suspended and they can overturn some some wins and things like that based upon that via disqualification. So like, it, you know, what's his name? has The, the ref has a little uh, say and, and a little responsibility to make things go, make sure things go right. Oh, well, I, that was something I didn't consider. So that could be where he was coming from. I'm not, uh, I'm not familiar with like where they were where this fight took place. I don't know what on under what commission, but that, that is a interesting idea. Uh, California actually, because the guy with the mustache was, was rough and he does California matches. Yeah. Yeah. Beltron. Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The the wall. I met him once. Oh, you did? Yeah. I met him once. I, it was actually the first jujitsu event I ever went to Metamorphs three. Eddie uh, Bravo Gracie, the rematch. And uh, he, I just remember, I didn't know who he was. I just thought that man has the greatest stash in the world <laughs> and I'm going to get a picture with him. And I did, <laughs> I had no idea who he was. I'm just like, I need to, I need to get proof that I met this human. Yeah. This I wonder. <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't agree with that whatsoever. What AJ did, man. Like I, I always say that that's one of the most despicable things. I don't care what happens to, 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 push a fight on or to promote a fight like in the fight you shake hands with your opponent and you tell him good job when lose or draw like you guys just went to war with each other i, I hate that shit it makes me fucking crazy you, you actually apologize today yeah i was oh, you i did was apologize gonna, I, I was said, going I to i was going to shift over because there was an update to the story and i don't want to trash him too hard because he did make a statement on instagram that we reposted here on the the jujitsu times uh instagram go follow it uh, but he, upon rewatching the fight, it seems that he is now aware that he was in the wrong and he's sorry. He's going to go back to the drawing board and, and train. And that, I think that if you're going to rag on a guy for messing up, you got to equally acknowledge when he, uh, apologizes. And so it's like, good on you, AJ. That's, that's, uh, really good of you. Um, but yeah, no, you gotta, <laughs> yeah, apo- yeah, exactly. Apology accepted, but. Come on, bro. You guys, yeah, you just like better than that. I know AJ too. Like I've known, I trained with him for a little bit. He came up here right, right around for, with me in Tampa. I used to, he used to ref some of my matches and stuff like that. And I know he's better than that. He he does fly off the handle, and gets caught up in the motion. But he's a, he's a better kid than that, man. He's not that. He's not. That yeah, he's, he's he, well, every time he trains with us, he's he's always been nice, and he he wasn't like this before. But now I don't know what happened. Yeah, yeah, it's something he. He kind of got to the point where he, uh, he, you know, he realized he could make so much influence just playing the ham. You know what I'm talking about? He could get fights. He could get things. He could make money just talking yeah. people up and talking shit. And he kind of, like, grew into that character. And I think some of that character is starting to kind of spill over in who he is. He's out there training with the Diaz boys, too. You know, they kind of live that <laughs> fuck you life. I'll tell you, though. I didn't know he lost that fight because I didn't watch. I didn't watch the end of it. I saw two different clips. Now that I know he lost, maybe I'm like, "Fuck, dude, he lost that fight." I'd be pissed too. 
I, no, you he, know what I mean? Yeah, he didn't do a whole lot of damage, but from what I saw, he clearly controlled the whole fucking fight. No, he had the mouth. He had mouth position, and then he got back control, yeah. which I thought he he would already finish the guy, but the guy got out, then stood up. Then yeah, that he, was it. He's he has no he has no stand up. Um, everything he does from the stand up is he either gets lucky because someone's worried about a takedown. Or he's just using it to set up a takedown. Like his punches were just like you can see him coming from like three miles away. He does the classic just run around in circles just like he did when he fought. And then when people come to that one spot, he shoots a single leg. You know what I mean? All he's doing is waiting for somebody to throw a punch so he can shoot on him. So like if you can avoid that, you can do what the other guy does. That's the classic conversation. Anyway, whatever. I'm not gonna I mean, but it's weird because that style seems really like appropriate for MMA. Like if you're not if your submissions like if you have trouble like getting the submission, but you're positionally able to get into into like good points of control, like in MMA, you just you start throwing strikes. You know, when we had Joe Lozon on, he's like, if I get in the guard in MMA. Like, I'm not looking to pass closed guard. I'll just start punching somebody, you know, why? like, cause that you can punch people. So yeah. I, th- I think that he's, I don't know. It's, uh, by the way, uh, <laughs> because jitsu offering the correction, Florida, man, <laughs> <laughs> we gotta, you gotta shout out. Uh, that's such a good page, man. Florida man. I mean, that's just, that's just uh, that's just appropriate. All right, we're we're coming up on time, so I figured we cover one quick story. It's a bit of an old one, but it's a it's a really big a big story for the site. Uh, the JJT founder <laughs> area promoted to black belt. Nice, nice. nice. <laughs> good work, good work, yeah, I just I yeah I just I thought since like the the dates lined up almost so well that I think figured it'd be cool to sort of take a look back as the, oh, wow, as our, bo- yeah, as fast. our boss. Yeah. It, it's been fast. Because, I just wanted- yeah, because yeah, six months we're stuck in weird quarters. Yeah. <laughs> we're in quarantine for six months. Right. Yeah. So I was just going to say like, how's, how's this time at black belt felt for you? This time, like uh, two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. Like I, I was kind of expecting it, but uh, I was like, okay, is it, is it going to be today? Because, uh, yeah, I've been training with Homola for, like, how many years? Let's say nine years. So I was like, okay, uh, probably, yeah, nine years, because now it's 2020. But back then, it's maybe I was training with him for eight years. So I was like, maybe, yeah, I think it's time for me. I got, I'm a brown belt four stripes <laughs> so it's kind of like okay maybe maybe he's gonna give it to me and it was like everybody was there my son was there was like everybody was expecting me to get the black belt and it was like it was uh it was pretty good feeling because the gym helped me a lot uh when i started doing jiu-jitsu i when i started jiu-jitsu and then i started competing i quit my job and all, quit school just to to focus on competing right so it's like a quick job quit school just focus on competing but i didn't quit like i do i still do like the ebay amazon that's how i make money and website 
<laughs> I build websites, so that's how I make money. But I actually quit school and my my part-time job just to train jujitsu. Then uh, like uh, GB Nordridge helped me like, okay, we can help you. You can build our website and do all the stuff for us so you don't have to pay the fees, a monthly fee. Then they, they, they helped me with all of that. And then one day I, I was like so broke that I gotta tell them like, you gotta give me more jobs because I need to pay my, my phone bill. They say, okay, we're gonna give you more jobs so you can just pay your phone bill and stuff like that. So it's really nice for me like, to, to, to get a black belt from Homelo because he helped me so much when I started jujitsu, like starting competing and all the stuff. So I'm very thankful that he I got my black belt from Homelo. And, and from the gym. Dang. That's cool, man. That's that's pretty cool to get your black belt from home a lot too, man. Like that's uh, that's an impressive. Yeah, they they, they helped me a lot when I started uh, jujitsu. Dude, I remember I remember getting my black belt, and it was just uh, it was the coolest. It's just the most accomplished feeling you ever get in your life, and it's weird because like when you get your black belt, there's always that thing of like like you don't you don't really believe it. You're like, I'm not really a black, and you're like, you're like, dude, I don't know, is this cool? And like, you're like, no, you just get it. Like, that's where the my professors are like, no, you're not a black belt because you think you're a black belt. You're a black belt because I think you're a black belt. So now just go be a black belt. You know, talking about it's kind of cool shit. You know? Anyway, yeah, that was a pretty good feeling. Yeah, well, I figured it would be a, it would be a cool to say just because we I don't know if we'll get you again for the actual anniversary, but you know, happy two years at black belt, bud. You know, is the oh, is yeah. something so to be celebrated. It's going to be this year, huh? Yeah, yeah. So it's so fast because because of this uh, lockdown. It's like, man, he barely train. We I do train, not train train, but uh, like we do drills at home. But it's different. It's not the same right, as right, you train same. every day, going hard rounds. Like it's not yeah. the same. It's being in the room with everybody and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I got a question for you, man. Let's see if you can help me with this. So, like. I I noticed that like what I've heard too about when you get your black belt, like there's a part of you that there's it, it's you don't have as much concern because when you know when you when you're a brown belt you're purple belt everything is about their stress it's about oh man I have to get that brown belt what do I got to do for my instructor to see me so I get my purple belt or my black belt like when you get your black belt there's nothing else really to work for so there's this feeling of like you're just doing jujitsu not to get the next belt but because you legitimately just love jujitsu and want to get better at it you know yeah it's, it's it's a different feeling it's a it's different from being blue belt blue belt is like you kind of have to prove yourself you know you got to yeah. go hard like right now you are good enough to just uh if if you're there if you're going there tired you are good enough to defend yourself and be at a good position if you want to rest. And, you know, I'm a black belt. Okay, I'm going to just choose the purple belt, blue belt. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Yeah, you have the right yes. to choose yeah. whoever you want to go. Yeah, you can do whatever but, you want to do, right? Exactly. I just, I, just, I just get rest round tattooed on my forehead. <laughs> no, but the thing is, like, you are – right now you are already good enough to know, like, okay, I can – I can defend myself in any position because if I want to rest, okay, I'm going to just go on this position, rest right. for a bit, then go again. Not right. like when you don't have those techniques, then you are like, every time you go in class, you're like, 
fuck this guy again man this guy again <laughs> <laughs> you know right now you're like okay you go with this guy okay i'm gonna go do this technique if i'm tired i'm gonna go here and then rest for a little bit and then go again so you you, you are more relaxed because you know more not not because yeah i know what you're saying but for me because i know more now like i know a lot more so i feel more much better right yeah, that's that's interesting. That is cool because you're you're exactly right. Like as a black belt, like literally, like we could not train for four months and literally walk mm -hmm. into any jujitsu room in the world and be able to do a couple, three, four, five minute rounds with random people just because we know where to go. I can, I know I'm gonna be cool here. I might I might not win this position, but you know what I mean. I know I'm gonna be all right, and I can just chill here, <laughs> take a couple of deep breaths. Yeah, you they, know, they, I'm enjoying the flow of things and shit. Yeah. Hey, get a position, get a guard, right. get get right. get on your best guard, rest for yeah. a little bit, and then, then wait for again. the other guy to do something stupid and just <laughs> yeah. like, it's awesome. Now I'm on top of you. We're good game over. And I'm just gonna chill here. He <laughs> was just like, oh, I'm just gonna just gonna well, sit not here. Like that. And <laughs> not really like that because in yeah on our gym like they it's 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 really hard every day so every day is a hard training you don't go there like okay but you gotta you gotta just sometimes if you're really tired you gotta choose okay i'm gonna go with the with lighter like light. i'm light i'm not i'm like <laughs> yeah like i used to compete on rooster weight so if if i'm really tired then i'm gonna pick a lighter uh, person to go with and right now i don't really choose like the heaviest guys anymore when I was a blue belt, purple belt, okay, I don't care if you're 200 pounds, I'll go with you. Right now, okay, if you're 200 pounds, okay, let's let's let's, <laughs> yeah, let's go. Maybe when I'm when I'm okay, and then I'm gonna go with the light guy first, and then we're gonna go. <laughs> so, you, oh, know, you know, you also as a black belt now, if you, you start getting those hours under your under your belt, like you're like you you understand what it's like to deal with life sucking too. Like you've been in so many shitty situations. You've mm -hmm. like you've you've already I'm sure you've already had another period where you're off for a while, or, and then you got to come back and you're out of shape. So there's nothing like being in a position where normal normal mortals would want to just die. You can just kind of figure out a way to be like, oh my god, I hate myself for being out of shape, but I'm doing this to get back into shape so I can kind of <laughs> hang with it and stuff. You know? Yeah. anyway <laughs> oh man well uh i think that about does it for me kev you got any other questions for our, our i'm good leader? man i just want to thank kit personally very much for for doing these things you do man because like i i believe that like for whatever coolness has come from my life a large portion of that has come from the fact of you giving me a platform to be able to to speak my mind and, and, and do the things I want to do. No, so I, I want to thank you for putting things together like this, man. I, I want to thank you guys. No, I want to yeah. thank you guys because without you guys, there's no jujitsu times. They, yeah, I, I, I built it, but everybody who's with me with it is, it's all of us. It's not, right. not just me. It's everybody. So right. thank you guys for building jujitsu times. Yeah, man. Thank you, kid, bro. I appreciate it. Well, I mean, I, I, I got to thank you as well. You know, thanks to you and Avery, I got the chance to use uh, use what I learned and what I wanted to do in journalism, and I combine it with my passion for mm -hmm. for the martial arts, and it's it's really fulfilling. You know, every day I get to put out a story or record a podcast episode. Kev G is uh, it's the best. You know, and <laughs> I appreciate you. Let me hijack your, your 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 website and your YouTube channel in order to in order to do all this fun and zany stuff, you know, with my friends. And uh, it's uh, 
it's been the best, man. Thank you so much. SoundCloud uh, is getting better too. Yeah, hell yeah. Follow if you're not if you're only here on YouTube, we also have ep- these episodes recorded on SoundCloud and uh, iTunes podcasts, Spotify, you name it, we're there. Uh, yeah, I think so. We we are on every every yeah. platform. I yeah, say, we got we got pretty big this podcast. We did we did yeah, got pretty freaking big, bro. We did it's only getting bigger. It's only going to get bigger. Okay, bro. Obviously yeah, and, and I, I, I already started the Facebook page for this. I already dedicated a Facebook page for this, and it's not just a small Facebook page. It's a huge Facebook page. Oh, all right, man. I, I showed I showed uh, Kevin uh, uh, the page, right? Uh, so it's going to be the yeah. it's, it's going to be specific for this podcast. Oh, that's so, awesome. That's so pretty- just to start to start like getting some announcement last minute announcements for our like hardcores that are are still here we're going to be uh starting to potentially stream and post more of these episodes onto Facebook Live and Facebook uh, our archives are going to be there we're going to be starting to do a lot more fan outreach to you guys through that page and we're going to be starting to be more present on different social medias. Once again, thank you, Kit, for coming on and talking about some of the origins of the JJT and you know where we're headed, some of the big, exciting stuff we've got coming down the pipe. Is there anything else you wanted to link and, and, and plug here at the outset? Uh, thank you to No Judges Needed. <laughs> man, my man. Shout out, shout out, shout out. Everyday Pohada and GB Northridge. Odd. Thank you. Every day. <laughs> cool, real cool to talk to you, Kit, man. Thanks for coming on. I apologize if I talk too much. I was a little no, no. It's been a long it's day. It's good man. you talk too much because I don't talk too much. <laughs> hey, it's all Zen, baby. But but when you speak, it's important, Kit. The gravity of your word rests in the the freak in frequency of it. I guess it, or some shit like even that. Even so, I was like, man, Kevin needs to talk a lot because I'm not going to be talking a lot. <laughs> Well, good. See, I, I feel, I feel, I feel happy. So we, it, I, I think that I think the uh, the old saying is "speak softly and go for the single leg." You know? so, <laughs> I like that. I'm pretty sure that's what it means. But all right, this has been episode 50. You've been with wow. us for 50 episodes. Here's to the next 50. We'll see you at a uh, hundred episodes. 10 million episodes, 57 <laughs> billion episodes. That's, That's how long right. we're going to be here, baby. Forever and ever. All right. And for, all, for, all, for these past 50 episodes and all those stretching out into infinity, I am your host, Kevin Bradley, joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Kevin Gallagher, and our boss, Kit Canaria. We love you. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next time. Good night.